Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. It seems like more and more people are traveling and expanding their horizons around the world. We often get asked for advice and practical tips from families who are planning to live and homeschool overseas. The Charlotte Mason Method can present some unique challenges and some uniquely enriching opportunities when you're homeschooling in a different country from your homeland. So I've asked my dear friend and fellow Charlotte Mason homeschooler, Crystal Hildreth, to join us today to talk about homeschooling overseas with the Charlotte Mason Method. Crystal, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, Sonia, my dear friend. Yes. Glad, to, glad to be here in your home. Thank you. I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners about where you've been living and the ages of your children that you've been homeschooling overseas. All right, well, we've been living in the United Arab Emirates in um, Abu Dhabi, mm -hmm. and we're currently now living in Beijing, China. And uh, Joe was 15 when we left, and Lee was 12, and now Joe's 18, and Lee is almost 16. Wow. So what are some of the challenges that you faced? Okay, well, when we first told the children about this plan to move abroad, mm -hmm. our um, oldest, our, our son Joe, he said, well, if it's not broke, why fix it? He couldn't mm -hmm. understand why, would we, why we would leave. Yes. Because, you know, we've always lived in the same town. We have our community of, you know, our friends, our family, church. You know, they have always just known that one home. And so he couldn't understand why. So um, that was challenging just because, you know, teenagers are very um, attached to their friends. They're like family. And, yeah. and so his identity as a teenager was wrapped up in, you know, the youth group at church his uh, home, his, his homeschool activities outside of the home with you know his coach, and with uh, friends. So it was it was harder for Joe. Lee was thirteen. No, I'm sorry, she was twelve. Yes, almost thirteen. So she was more ready for the ad adventure. So she was in a different place. But Joe really that was a challenge just to uh, try to explain to Joe why we were going to uproot him and move across the world. I suppose some of it depends on the personalities of the yes. kids, the ages of the kids. Yes. You're going to have to have a strong relationship with those children. And very important to let them talk about their feelings about it mm -hmm. and not just try to gloss over and tell them, because, you know, of course we want to tell them some of the benefits of going over, because we had already been over and had, you know, my husband had interviewed for the job, and so I got to go over and be able to scout out where we'd be living and got to do some of the activities so I could go so I was able to go back and tell the children well you're going to get to go doom bashing we're going to get to take you to see the Burj Khalifa you know the tallest building in Dubai you know in the world we're going to be able to try new food so I know that wet their sense of adventure that you know, the, you know their appetite for adventure but also there was a lot of apprehension in leaving everything sure so just letting them express those feelings and, and just and then just keep reassuring them it's all going to be okay you know and then once you got over there, what were some of the challenges you faced? Okay, we were told over and over again that moving to Abu Dhabi was a soft landing for expats, but it was our first time to move abroad, so it felt sort of hard and bumpy for us. Mm. So um, some of the challenges, of course, were living, you know, we were eight hours time difference away, so, you know, trying to make those phone calls home, because, you know, we live in an age where we have um, Skype, 
email, texting. So we knew that would not be as challenging as you know, years ago when you get on a boat and leave and you might not be able to hear back from your loved ones. So we, you know, we had that instant communication. So um, that was a blessing. So, but just the biggest challenge was uh, homesickness, just missing the familiar mm-hmm. and um, setting up home with, um, you know, going to just you know, starting all over again for for my husband and I. And so the children could probably picked up on some of our stresses because, you know, we just basically had to start all over with everything. You would have to really give yourself some grace, yes. time yes. to adjust and pay special attention, I would think, especially to the children, even as you're trying to adjust. Yes, exactly. We were all, like, in a spin for a while. Yes. And then also the jet lag, you know, and then just trying... We, you know, we were living in an apartment for a few weeks, and then we had to find a home. And then every weekend, we're going to IKEA to outfit the home. So it just said for many, many weeks and months, we were just still transitioning. And so then we're throwing homeschooling, you know, into the mix. Did you try to continue your homeschool schedule during that adjustment no, time? No. It seems like mm-hmm. that adjustment time would take all of your energy mm-hmm. and focus and thought. So I tried to, I would pull in little bits like I might have tea time in my bedroom and we would read a poem or uh, read a, read aloud just so that we kept doing those gentle touches because here's one of the positive things we're in a, a brand new place so much to see and so I guess as far as uh, you know what we love to do going out on those wonderful field trips we did a lot on day day one we took the children to the grand mosque you know this beautiful mosque in Abu Dhabi and and so we just started exploring right away so for the first three weeks, we really did a lot of exploring while we were settling in. That so makes that sense. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, one of the biggest questions we have gotten asked okay. about doing Charlotte Mason overseas is, what about all the books? Okay. Did you just, like, hire uh, your own ship to I've haul got the whole to tell thing you, library? I, you know how much <laughs> I love books. I know how many you've got in your house. I know. <laughs> okay, so my husband, let me, he, he said, I will let you fill four boxes because we just we all we all went out and bought luggage so each of us had three pieces of luggage okay a piece and once we filled the luggage he said okay I'm a, I will pay for you to ship four boxes and so of course most of those boxes were filled with the school books that the children were going to use but then I had my friends like do I take Winnie the Pooh or do I take Jane Austen? I mean, because you know how you've got your friends that you want to revisit. Yeah. That was so hard. Mm. So um, my husband was very generous in paying for that extra shipping so I could take some of my book friends. And one of the first things we got at Ikea was a bookshelf so I could put them all in there. That, that was really important. That added some of the familiar, familiarity of home. Yes. Because, you know, I took along not only some of the special things to just decorate the home with, just a few little, like, you know, pictures from home or... Uh, something that we'd use for traditions, like, you know, a, a special birthday plate. But our books needed to be there as well. And I think when the children could revisit some of their, you know, reread some of the books, that, that, that it just added comfort. So that was difficult. Yeah. And, and every time we would come home over the last few years, um, we're always bringing more books over. Mm-hmm. And so we're distributing those books through our suitcases because my husband said, I'm not shipping boxes of books over anymore, you know. 
That was and so so trying to put the weight evenly yes. between all the suitcases. It's really so. I leave most of my clothes behind, and I'll be well before it was Avi Dhabi. Now it's Beijing. So most of my clothes stay behind. I come home with just a few outfits, but the book I have to have space for the books. Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon your whole library is just going to be transmitted right over there. And see, and and one of the challenges is. Once I'm looking for a book, I can't remember where it is. Mm. And so that gets that's, yeah. that's because hard. Because when you moved from Abu Dhabi to Beijing, yeah. you still had a home in Abu yes. Dhabi. You weren't sure how long you were going to be there. and right. when you're coming. So you had three houses going. We did. Three libraries. Yes. I can't imagine trying to keep track of your books over three no. locations. And my husband just shakes his head when, because we did a lot of traveling from the countries we've lived in. And so every time we'd go somewhere, I'm toting books home again, you know. Because if we went to Europe, I could try to find, you know, English bookstore easy, oh, yes. more easily. And then yeah. I would get a lot of used books. And I just I would just put those in my backpack and lug them around because I know he would be like, more books. He gets me, though. We've been married 29 years. He understands. That's, my, that's what I collect. <laughs> that's your happy place. Yeah. So you mentioned traveling to Europe. Um, when you were stationed in Abu Dhabi, then you were able to do a lot of Little, little day trips, or how did that work? You went other places as well. Well, my husband works for a global company, and so when he has meetings, um, sometimes those will take him to Europe and um, other countries that he would, most of the time he went on his own, but sometimes we got to go with him. And so when he went to uh, Prague and Vienna, the kids and I packed up some of our books. You know, uh, we left some books behind, but we always have to carry, you know, a few books. So we took the books, but we really focused on exploring the city, taking in concerts, going and exploring, you know, cathedrals, historical places, trying the food. So while he was in meetings, we would be out exploring, mostly on foot, because I really like to see a city that way. So same thing, we, he went to London for a conference. So the children and I explored London and took in, you know, we went, to, we made a dash to the National Art Gallery. We went to, um, we went to a concert in St. Martin's of the Fields. Um, and so we just take advantage of, you know, when we're invited, we do take our books along in case, you know, for that rainy day or when they're a little tired, but mainly we put the books aside and we just get out and we soak up the culture by, you know, just uh, being a part of it. That's such a valuable experience for the kids. Yes. It's so much of Charlotte Mason, you know, is atmosphere, discipline, mm -hmm. and life. Yes. And it seems like those are just what you're describing. Yes. This this whole experience has awakened all of our sense of wonder. And I've to see that in my children's eyes, and it's just it's been wonderful. I mean, because every day there's something new to see. So just living like in Abu Dhabi, you know, living in Beijing, every day there's something new. And I know for myself, when I come back home, that sense of wonder has been awakened here in my home state, my hometown. Because, you know, for years living in the same place, I think we just got used to the familiar mm -hmm. and maybe it dulled our sense of wonder. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for all of us, and I've seen it in my children, that sense of wonder has been awakened. So going to all these other places, this has been such a joy. And and our uh, our college kids have been able to fly over and meet us in different places as well. So because you have three other children yes. who are older, yes, uh, you had to leave behind. That was very hard. Yes, that was one of the uh, challenges, leaving my dear parents and my close friends, our church, but especially my adult children, 
but they've all come over to both countries to see us, and they've met us at other countries on break, so we have had quite the family adventure. Yes, it's involved all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, your first three, you had already graduated, yes. and I know all of them did dual enrollment. Yes. But Joe right. graduated overseas yes, from did. your home school. So how was that different? Well, he did not have the same opportunities to do the dual enrollment, of course, you just brought that up. And so I homeschooled him with, you know, all of our books and, you know, he didn't, he didn't have the access to labs like he would have had Mm. with the other children because, you know, with our tight homeschool co-op, I could find other uh, teaching homeschool mothers that would offer like a class in chemistry or teach a language. My other children had those opportunities in the homeschool, you know, tight-knit community. We did meet other homeschoolers, but um, we, we, you know, we were, they, I didn't join a co-op over in Abu Dhabi. I think it was they had they were ma- mainly younger children, and so it, it wasn't a good fit for us. So Joe had some other opportunities. Um, he's very interested in film, and so he found a um, internship that he was able to take part of, and he got to do some filming out in the desert in the empty quarter. And so I think he was the youngest intern. He didn't take no for an answer, and he kept. Uh, emailing and showing up at the door. And so I think he just sort of um, had a goal and went for it. And so <laughs> so he so he did not get to do some of the things the other children did. But then again, he also had some other rich experiences Absolutely. that he would not have got to do if he, you know, were here. So he took advantage of where we were. Yes. So even though his senior year and high school years didn't look exactly no. like his siblings, it was still very rich. Very rich. Because we would invite the children from their youth group to our home, and when the house would fill up of about 30 or 40 youth, these children from all over the world, all from different countries, and so the richness of having friends now from all over, yes, will just it's just wonderful. And so he he would also get, be invited to go to their homes and get to partake like in an Indian meal and learn how to make some of their Indian food mm-hmm. or. Have you know? He had a, a friend from Australia or a friend from Germany. You know, so just getting to go and spend time with them and with their families and their homes to learn about their culture. So, have you? I assume you have debriefed with your children. You've discussed. I know you talk to your kids all the time mm-hmm. and get at their hearts. What do the kids think? This this is your perspective mm-hmm. of living overseas. What do your kids think of the experience they had? Okay. Um, Joe told me, and I said, just give me in three words your impressions of our time because his three years are over now because, you know, he, yeah. we graduated him. And I think because of his experience, he's taking a gap year. Uh, he, does, he wants to just, he wants to have time to work and be home in Georgia for a while. So he told me three words, um, magical, foundational, and growth. And I just love that his first word was magical, because that means looking back on those three years, that was his first word. And it was magical. And he did grow a lot. Yes. And he had such a wonderful adventure. I mean, that boy did some desert camping. And, you know, I think just a few weeks after we arrived, he was able to go with a group and, and learn how to trek through the desert with a compass and a map. And, you know, so he was off on his way. And another adventure that he had... Um, he had to shepherd his little sister back to Abu Dhabi, um, just the two of them. Um, there's, I'm not going to go into it, but sometimes we traveled 
different times for different reasons. Right. And so on our second year going back, he and Lee um, traveled alone, and that was really nerve-wracking for me. Um, and so because of diplomatic relations with another country, they couldn't do the same route we'd done before. And so he had to go from Atlanta to Qatar to um, Kuwait and then to Dubai. And he said at one point, it, they were at one counter, I think maybe in Qatar, and then also Kuwait, where they didn't speak English. And he was really, he didn't really know if they were on the right plane until he heard the English-speaking um, you know, pilots and yes. the destination. So that was a huge growth experience. So when he oh, says yeah. growth, he, and he told me he did not realize how much he just relied on his father and me. Mm. Just, you know, the ease you feel when you're traveling. So Joe really grew so much in his confidence with uh, public transit and also just navigating through an airport. And that's going to serve him well yes. as he's stepping into so his own So you see, that's life. something he couldn't have learned in a college setting, like dual enrollment, you know. Right. Yeah, you don't take a yeah. class on that. No. So really, <laughs> just you just like dive in and swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, so Joe's going to do gap year. And so using um, the Charlotte Mason method, you know, abroad, it gave us flexibility to do all the things that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continued our nature study with all the places we went. We took a, we take our nature books along with us. Uh, our music and art study could be the the museums and the concert halls. You know, I didn't have to like scratch. You know, what are we going to do? It was yeah. just it was all around us. And then, um, of course, taking the books along in our suitcases gave us many wonderful ideas to discuss and narrate. So one of the advantages is because. We left our tight-knit community with so much to do. Once we went over to Abu Dhabi, it just, you know, our, our days got they seemed to get longer. And we were able to have a lot of quiet space for all that good reading. Mm. But then on you know, weekends or when we were time with our dad, we could go explore and do all those things. So it was a really nice balance. So it was a beautiful time. It sounds like a wonderful cool. high school experience for yeah. them. Now, what about Lee? What does Lee think? Okay. Um, Lee said, mind-opening, character, and challenging. Yes. And Lee's still in this chapter. You know, she and I fly out next week to go back to Beijing. So mm-hmm. she's got another year ahead of being away from family and friends and going back into not a soft landing Moving to Beijing was harder because of the language barrier. Not many people speak English. Where Abu Dhabi, you had more English speakers. Yes, and then signs are, I mean, it was so much easier to Mm. communicate in Abu Dhabi. So I'm glad we had that soft landing before the Lord moved us to Beijing. And I'm glad that Lee recognizes it's a challenge. Yes. She's Mm -hmm. going into this with her eyes wide open now. She has an idea. Yes, not everything that's in front of her, but she has an idea. Mm-hmm. This isn't just all a bed of roses. No, it's not. Because it can seem glamorous when you tell your friends and family back home, you know, the places you're getting to travel and things you're getting to see. But there's a lot of spaces between those events where we're dealing with the loneliness and the homesickness and the frustration. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes with living in a different culture. Um, and in China especially, you think that you're communicating your ideas very articulately and clearly and we are just past, we're not connecting. There are a lot of um, misunderstandings. We call those China days, and we just, we want to get back to our apartment. We call it the burrow. We want to get back and just shut the door on everything. But then the next day we go back out, and our sense of wonder is renewed. But it is 
there are challenges with the communication. It reminds me of what Charlotte talked about with the purpose of foreign language, is that we would be good ambassadors yes. to mm-hmm. these other countries. And I, you guys are learning Mandarin Chinese, yes, correct? Yes, we have a tutor that's coming to our house, and she's teaching us being very patient. But with those four tones, it's I'm starting to understand a little bit more when I hear it, but to speak it, and when I speak to a local, they'll just give me that look, and then I keep trying, and they I go, oh. So, yes, and then my children also had a tutor in Arabic. So we're taking advantage of living in these countries where they're hearing, you know, the local language. So, so they just learn just a little bit, you know. So I can say mahabra, which means welcome, and, you know, ni hao, hello. <laughs> and shukran, thank you. <laughs> That's great. But, you know, it's funny. Um Soon after we moved to China, I was getting ready for the day, and I put on my flip-flops because I was used to living in the desert and it was warm, but then I put on my coat and my hat, and I was ready to go out, and my husband said, you are so mixed up. <laughs> and so that's something that we have to deal with, too. Living in these other countries, um, It's the children get used to the culture there with... there's it's, um, very safe. Mm. Both both cities, we feel very, very safe, uh, especially in Abu Dhabi. We could leave our belongings behind, like, and, like, at a table, come back, and it's not going to be moved. You know, mm. I, the, the children could go in taxis in both cities and go meet their friends. I felt very comfortable. So there's a there's debriefing when we come back home. I have to remind them they can't leave their bags behind. Um, and then I... I just I'm a little more protective of them here, so uh, that's one of the challenges too. Expat yeah. kids seem, seem to be more independent, and then when you come back home, I have to put my my, my guard of protection around them a little bit more, mm-hmm. just because of you know the location of where we live, and it's just not we don't have cameras everywhere monitoring. You know, but safety. it seems like that's part of their whole global yes education, mm-hmm. and being this ambassador is understanding they have. As as I think Lee mentioned, it made her mind come open yes, now, yes. and she understands more about her brothers and sisters around the world. Yes. Wherever it is, there are different parameters and different guidelines mm-hmm. to keep in mind no matter where you go, but they've had such a rich experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have definitely learned to integrate with strangers mm-hmm. and then make friends. Make them into friends. Yes. That's, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining us today, Crystal, and all the wisdom and advice and counsel that you have shared for homeschooling overseas. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.